good football fans welcome back to the fourth and a mile podcast alongside my good friends brady bradley and jeremy my name is josh and we appreciate you all tuning in i right, so brady doesn't want me to bring it up but i'm going to uh Please our don't. our very own brady rose so we like we're avid golfers the four of us and um we're not good know, by the way don't, yeah not don't hear what he's okay not avid not avid good. meaning that we enjoy it and play a fairly often we're not good um to different levels the twins i would say are much better than jeremy and i um (laughs) and brady shot a 39 yesterday brady it was today it was today it was today still still riding the high but you know the last time we talked about somebody having a good round on this podcast they fell apart so i let me let me tell you let me tell you what it's you guys are good with movies right you guys have seen space jam right yes Josh sucked my golf skill out or whoever said, whoever said that I golf, no, it was Brady. It was Brady. He sucked whatever golf game I have out of my clubs today. I was all, I was a mess. (laughs) I was a liability on the course today. Can we have a conversation related to fantasy football right now? We can do that. I'm going to bring this up every single week until we adjust the rankings. Trey Lance is too low for you guys. Did you hear the news about Kyle Shanahan saying that Jimmy Garoppolo is getting traded? He's either getting traded or cut. As a podcast, we need to update our rankings to reflect Trey Lance being starter. You have him at seven right now? I have him at seven. That's so high. That's quite high. If he's a starter for so, 17 so here, games. Here's, here's what I'll ridiculous. say. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of start leaning toward Brady's end of the ring here. If we're going to be that high on Jalen Hurts, there's no reason we should be that. We should not be that high on Trey Lance. Oh, agreed. He's in a better offensive system with a better offensive mind. But we've seen him. And he's got better weapons too, right? I would say we've seen Trey Lance as well. We've seen what they were going to do with Trey Lance. Rushing-wise, I would say we've seen what Trey Lance can bring. But I don't know if we've seen what he can do. And I guess that's an argument for Jalen In my opinion, there's zero question that Trey Lance is a better passer than Jalen Hurts. I don't think that bar is incredibly high, but okay. Yeah. Um, and who who are the who weapons? Would you who has better weapons? <clears throat> I would say Trey Lance. No, absolutely I not. I don't think you can give make me, that argument. Give me AJ Brown and Devonta Smith and Dallas Goddard over and Miles Sanders, Brandon Ayuk, Ayuk, George Kittle. Yes, is Debo Elijah Mitchell. Yeah, Debo's not going anywhere. Okay, sorry for going on a tangent. I was gonna say we'll that's be, quite the we'll be, that was a we'll be back next week. If, on the mile if, if the rankings are not adjusted, we will be back next week. Um, <laughs> well, let's let's finish up our draft talk. We have two more regions to talk about. We're talking about the Western region, I guess you you could say the NFC West and the AFC West. Um, we're giving our same criteria here: the favorite picks, least favorite picks, best fit, um, greatest fantasy impact. Keep an eye out on, um, and then ranking the division. Um, and then we're gonna take a break and obviously we're going to do our top 10 for running backs too. So stick around. We have fantasy talk on the second half of the show. We're breaking down some running backs and we do have a little bit of a different ranking. I would say than probably the quarterback, there's a little bit more fluctuation because I would say the top 10 is not solidified. So let's talk draft for a little bit. NFC West. Let's talk about our favorite pick in the NFC West. And I guess I should probably preface this by saying the NFC West didn't have like the greatest draft. no. So this this might be a little bit quick for the NFC West. So let's start with our favorite pick for the NFC West. 
I'm going to go with uh, Boye Mafe to the Seattle Seahawks. I think when you look at what Seattle needs, they need someone who's ready to rush the passer right now. I think Boye brings that opportunity for them. He's a little bit older, but he's also a little bit more experienced. And I think that he's got a lot of tools and traits to be a successful pass rusher in this league. I like that. Yeah, for me, I went Maje Sanders, uh, edge from Cincinnati to the Cardinals. It's not great that they took another edge like 13 picks prior. Um, it kind does of a little bit, a, does a little bit different. Cam Thomas does a little bit fair other things than my G does fair. Um, could have seen him. I think we, as a you know podcast, um, thought he was going to go a lot mile sooner. Man. He was a mile man certified. Um, so we thought he was going to go a lot sooner than that. Uh, but he has more strength than his frame suggests. And I think, um, that he's going to do some really good things there for the Cardinals. I went with a mile man as well. I went with Tariq Woolen in the fifth round. I believe it was. Yep. Insane. I, I would have bet, bet on the traits in the round three at the yep. absolute latest. So I love the pick. I didn't care where he went, but I feel like Seattle is kind of a cool fit because they we've seen in the past how they've dealt with bigger corners. Brandon Browner is a bigger corner. I would even say Richard Sherman's a little bit of a bigger corner too. Oh, yeah. um, so I'm excited to see what he does there. I guess All we right. I guess we kind of like the, uh, the Seahawks draft because I went with <laughs> a, a Seahawk as well. Um, and it was uh, round three, pick 72, Abraham Lucas, uh, Washington State offensive tackle. I, I liked his film a lot. Um, I liked a lot of the stuff he brought to the table, and I think it's pretty good value in the third round. Um, and, the, I mean, to get to come away with Charles Cross and Abraham Lucas, um, I think you got – Very well your bookends. Yeah, yeah, bookends for the next 10 years. You well, and Lucas was a guy that in some mock drafts was going to the fir- in the first round to the Packers at about 28. So, like, I've seen that before. To get him in the third round is pretty good value. Yep. Let's let's switch to least favorite picks. <laughs> there, I already prefaced this wasn't the best draft in our eyes. So there could be a, a wide variety of least favorite picks. Who's starting us with their least favorite pick? Go ahead, Becker. Um, I I went with the 49ers in round three, and it's uh, Tyrion Davis Price. Yes. Let's go. <laughs> That's me it's, too. No, it's question. not necessarily that. Like I hate the player. You don't um, need it. Because I, but it, yeah, it just seems unnecessary in my opinion, especially when you have a limited um, amount of draft draft capital. Um, Sorry, what well, what what amount of draft capital? Uh, a limited amount of draft capital. He's not even in the division anymore. It's <laughs> Oh. Uh, Anytime anybody says something limited, Mr. Unlimited. <laughs> I I love what they did in the second round. I think Drake Jackson is a great pick. And then in the third round, I do like Danny Gray too, but I, I to, to grab a running back there just doesn't really seem uh, – it's not really what they do. Round. Yeah, they, they, that's their, their MO is kind of getting late late round guys that share the backfield and they get one to normally hit every now and then. So it, it didn't really seem like when you have a – a limited amount of draft capital. <laughs> it just doesn't seem like it well makes done. sense to throw the dart at, at a running back and run. I tell you what, though, as a Elijah Mitchell fantasy owner, you just get absolutely crushed by that. For yeah. sure. And, it, and there was a decent amount of people, honestly, I that, that probably traded up. for him this offseason because he's a guy that did have sort of still an under radar potential uh, to where maybe you don't have to to absolutely sell the sink to try to get a running back. Um, so he kind of fit the mold where that you could still buy low a little bit. And if Real you quick. did that now, you're like, ah, oh, crap. Real quick before you go, Josh, we have our fantasy rankings. I can almost guarantee Elijah Mitchell's not in our top 10. Does he make your top 20? He's 19 Eight. for me. 
I think he's just outside my top 20. Okay. Because I, I, I don't think I don't think that draft pick like it, determines. I, I think the draft pick does not fluctuate Elijah Mitchell's value. I think it caps his ceiling a little bit. Definitely caps his ceiling, and I think more so. What I think I, we're kind of putting the cart in front of the horse a little bit here. Um, Trey Lance being you know the starting quarterback is going to put the cap on his ceiling a whole lot more than this pick will. So I, he was my least favorite pick too. Of you just have you have already some you hit a home run in the sixth round last year with Elijah Mitchell. He balled out for you, and you still have a dart. Th- help me out. The, the running back they um drafted earlier Trey last Sermon. year. Sermon. Trey, you still have a dart throw with Trey Sermon that he potentially could be an ancillary piece in that backfield. So I just it makes no sense. Brother, who's your least favorite pick? We'll you know, I went I I went to uh, Trey McBride uh, pick uh, fifty five overall. That one, that one's a little bit of a head scratcher for me. You just extended Zach Ertz, I believe. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, for the Arizona Cardinals. Deal, two more deals. Yeah. Two more years. I mean, I think. but like, what do you like? Arizona, are you competing? Are you not? Like, you're not a two tight end set kind of team. You're True. a spread, get the ball out quick to shifty receivers. <clears throat> That's not your MO. So it's either you don't feel confident in Zach Ertz or you really thought Trey McBride was head and shoulders better than any other tight end in this class. Because, I mean, they have holes on their defense that they need to address, and they wasted their first-round pick on a tight end, or their first first selection, not their first-round pick. That's a really good transition um, to my best fit, which I thought was Trey McBride. Um, and- okay, that's it. You're done. Get <laughs> so, off. Not for necessarily the team, but for the player himself in that, he had such a huge draft capital in the second round. I feel like that's really, really rich for tight ends uh, nowadays. And so being able to learn from a guy who's been one of the better tight ends in the last, like, what, eight years, that can only help him. And it's a slow developing position as is. So even if he doesn't do much for the next two years, that third year potentially he could pop off. I think that's going to be really, really great for Trey McBride for ne- not necessarily the short term, uh, but the long term. That's a good clarification. I, that, I mean, that is, but. If you're drafting someone in the second round, you better hope that they're playing at least in year two. You 100%. That's a very that's a very much a good point. You don't draft a guy in the second round for three years down the road. I, I actually had him in consideration as my best fit as well. And again, it wasn't – I didn't end up choosing him because I ended up – they also re-signed Max Williams. So I don't, I don't really know what exactly they're doing um, as far as the tight end position goes. But to, to Josh's point, like I, I think for him it's a really good fit, but – in terms of what they were doing, I don't really know, but uh, I'll transition my, my best fit I have at, as Drake Jackson. Um, he's a player I really, really liked um, in the draft class. He was an edge from USC, got picked in the second round of the 49ers. Um, I think he starts to fill a, a replenishing position for them that they continue to find really good pieces there. Uh, and I, I just, I really liked the player. I thought it was good value too. Yeah. I'll piggyback off of that. Cause I also had Drake Jackson. Uh, very traitsy, very toolsy. I think that does a really good mix of what they try to do in San Francisco. And I think he's, he's in a position where he doesn't necessarily need to come in and play three downs every Sunday. He can learn from Bosa and all the other guys there in San Francisco and contribute in the next year or so. I went with another edge rusher for my best fit. I went with Majay Sanders. Um, they lost Chandler Jones. And, and in my opinion, Chandler Jones isn't the best at, run defense so you fill in Maje Sanders and and the guy they drafted behind him I, I'm drawing a blank on his Cam name Thomas Cam Thomas they drafted him before okay whatever uh <laughs> thank you 
he feels a need in like the run stopping, whereas Maje is like the the speed rusher. I, I just think it's a great fit, um, and can, he can help right away this year too. Uh, greatest fantasy impact. I don't think we need to spend much time. Is it no. Kenneth Walker for all of us? Yeah, yeah. If you if you know him well enough, you can call him Ken. No, we are not Kenny. calling him Ken Walker. We can call I, him Kenny. But we're I'm not going him to Ken. call him Ken. <laughs> Um, we're not expecting a ton from him year one, are we? I am. If Penny goes down. Penny's already nursing what sounds like semi hamstring. And who knows with Chris Carson at this point. So there might be a very good world where Ken Walker is contributing. I'd be surprised if he's RB, if he's an RB2 this year. And I think in the second round, you taking a receiver or sorry, running back. That's a pretty low bar. I could see it's gonna be a bad offense, and they he doesn't receive the ball. Or at least he didn't in Michigan. Disrespectful State. to Drew Locke. <laughs> the next <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. Let's, let's, let's who are we keeping an eye out for after the fourth round? I'll go. Mine simple was my favorite pick. It's Tariq Woolen. I had the same. Yeah, just a lot of a lot to work with athletically for a fifth round pick. I went same position. I went Darion Kendrick. Um, I think he's got a lot of tools and traits to be <laughs> successful as well. Played from a big time program. I had a feeling Brady would take Tariq, so I went with a different mile man. I went with Kevin Williams. I, I really like the fit. Um, Let's go. I really like man. the fit to the Rams. I think he's Welcome a guy to that, the Rams. <laughs> that uh, doesn't need to, similar to as uh, Bradley mentioned about like Drake Jackson, where he doesn't need to come in and be a guy right away. Like he doesn't have to be, he can fill a role and he can play a role. And I feel like Sean McVay can kind of scheme him up and use him in a really uh, unique way that really fits his skill set. Let's rank the division. I think we're we all, all going to have the Seahawks one. Yep. And then I think yep. that's where it gets different. I had yeah. Cardinals one, Seahawks two. Really? Really? Yeah. You really like Trey McBride that much? I just, I don't know. I think the long-term piece is pretty good. I guess. Oh, my oh. gosh. They traded their 25th pick for Hollywood Brown. Or 23rd oh, I pick. I love that. I, yeah, I, I don't know why you hate that. Oh, I, I guess you have to include that. And that's why that. I, have, I had the Cardinals at two. I have the Cardinals at two as well. And then the Rams, Cardinals Niners. I had the Rams three, 49ers four. I hated yeah. the 49ers draft. Yeah, I hated it. I went Seahawks one, 49ers two, Cardinals three, Rams four. I had Seahawks, Cardinals, Niners, Rams. Wow. I'm here for it. Let's talk AFC West. Who's our favorite pick in the AFC West? An absolute loaded draft class, by the way. Totally. Uh, for me, it's the Trent McDuffie pick for the Chiefs. I thought they got really, really good value for him at 21. And they needed some help in their defensive backfield. And they certainly got that here with the Washington cornerback. Um, he consistently was mocked like in the low teens even. And they were able to trade up and get him at 21. I thought that was just really, really well um, conducted business there by the Chiefs. I think I talked about this pick, the the episode after the draft and I'm sticking with the chiefs as well. I, I love George Karloftis. I think that's a great pick um, at 30. They didn't have to move around to try to reach for an edge rusher or anything like that. And I, I think he provides really good value there. I think as a, um, as a podcast, all four of us like George a lot mm-hmm. um, and see him being a, a really safe uh, floor as a pro. Well, I'm going to stick with the chiefs. Um, we'll see if Brady, duplicates that but I went with Sky Moore I think that the Chiefs did a good job of not reaching for a wide receiver you never know when you're picking that late if 
a wide receiver is going to fall to you, but I think they got really good value with Sky Moore in the second round. I'm sorry, guys. I did not have a chief for this. <laughs> I'm, I'm ruining it. Um, I went with Zion Johnson to the Chargers. Their offensive line is absolutely stacked now. With Jeremy's guy, Matt Filer, moving to right tackle. <laughs> I <laughs> love that he's Johnson's become my guy. He's your <laughs> guy. <laughs> and so Zion Johnson moves into guard right away. I absolutely love the pick there and an impact pick right away. Um, let's go least favorite pick. I, I'm going to be pretty boring. Bradley and I were sitting here talking about the AFC West. And I'm like, there's no pick really in the first two to three rounds that I didn't like. I literally have that and written that, down. <laughs> and after that, it's like we're nickel and diming here. So I put nothing. I, I did not have a least favorite pick. I didn't either. <laughs> Look at us, guys. I didn't. I didn't either because you're not gonna get mad at a team in the you're fourth knock round, off fifth round pick. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, in every like every selection they made, it's like okay, I can see where that's beneficial to your team. I don't hate that. So I mean, you're not gonna sit there and get mad at a team for picking somebody in the fourth round. The only gripe I had was if you have a Patrick Mahomes, you have to try to give him a little bit. And I would have liked to see them maybe get a little bit more aggressive and get like a Chris Olave or maybe one of the upper echelon receiver that was in this draft. Or that's just the only thing that I had written down is maybe using some of that draft capital that they had uh, with they were at 29 and 30, I believe. And you would have been able to get anyone in the draft. I think that that. So here's a question for you. Um, So if they so Vikings pick at 12. Mm-hmm. Would you have rather them select Jameson Williams at twelve, or get the haul that they did with Karloftis and McDuffie? Yeah, and so that's and that's why I have written down like right. I liked a lot what the division did. I was just basically playing devil's advocate that you have a first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback and you don't right. have a ton of answers in the receiver okay, room. Okay, so. let's let's chat about that real quick. He is yes. Is Patrick is. Mahomes already a first ballot Hall of Famer? Yes. The trajectory is Clint, yes. uh, not even sort of him. Absolutely, not Jeremy. Playing. Jeremy, if he retires tomorrow, that's not the argument. That's not the argument. not the argument. You just said first ballot Hall of Famer. So assuming he's, that he's going to play similarily to what he's done, that's for the, Josh, really I know bad exactly to what you're saying. No, it's I really know exactly what you're assume. saying, and it was a good comment. I, I would like my logical co-host Jeremy Becker to speak on what our other nope, co-host. We're Josh moving Mark on to best fit. We're moving Bradley, on to best I, fit. You, you'd be it. You'd be by yourself on that one. I think. Hop off. If he were to end today, he's not a first ballot argument. That is the argument. Not the argument. Okay. Best fit. Who is our best fit? I'd like to start this one. I had uh, George Karloftis um, because I think that Frank Clark has a dead cap hit of 30 million next year. And so they have an out after next with a $9 million cap hit. And so this is a great like contingency plan to get out from under that and save like $21 million in cap. So I think that's a really, really good um, forward thinking move by the Chiefs. Uh, I went with Isaiah Spiller to the Los Angeles Chargers, and I feel like when you have a first ballot Hall of Famer quarterback in Justin Herbert, uh, you might want to get a good run it's game for him as well. It's just not the it's same. Not the same. <laughs> He's on the same trajectory. He's on the same trajectory. They are not. Goal. You are delusional if you think that. <laughs> I, 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 think we might have the, I think we have the same one here. I don't know if we do. Go, go first. No. Nope. <laughs> Stay at the same time. One, two, three. Nick Bonito. You didn't say it, Becker. <laughs> Jeremy say did it. say it. He was also because I knew we didn't have the same one. Because I, I went with a pick that I actually didn't like. Like the, the moment I saw it, I wasn't like, oh, yeah, that's great. But actually, you guys convinced me that I really liked it uh, a couple weeks ago. <laughs> and 
Uh, it's Zamir White, running back uh, from Georgia uh, to the Raiders. And oh, at first, gosh. at first, well, I was trying to be, I was Especially trying to not guys. Pick. It was Bradley. It was Bradley. Welcome was aboard. Bradley. Let's go D-Dub. <laughs> I, I didn't love it at first because I was kind of like, you know, you had limited draft capital. <laughs> And you still, that, that you, you, you know, you go and you go and grab a running back in the fourth round when it's your second selection of the entire draft. And, you know, at first I was kind of like, why would you do that? But to be honest, the more you look into it with Josh Jacobs, them not picking up the option and, and everything that goes along with that and to have a skill set that I think is somewhat similar uh, that they can use in some different ways. Like, I, I don't know. I like the pick and I, I think he's a guy that could potentially pop off. Um, but again, as we've talked about before, it's a fourth round running back. So if he doesn't, it's not like you, it's not like you grabbed one in the third round, like the Niners did. <laughs> yeah. Goodness. Facts. I don't hate that pick, by the way, the Niners pick. We, we don't need to talk about that. We already oh, spent agree. enough time on the NFC West. Yeah. Well, I thought Jeremy was going to have Nick Bonito, but he does not have it. I it's a great pick, him. though. I do love it. I, I love the fit. He's their third rusher. Um, Bradley Chubb, the guy they just got from the Cowboys, I can't remember, Randy Gregory. Uh-huh. Yeah, so he comes in as he's going to be a third down rusher. It's a perfect scheme for him. I think he's going to be really good in his role there. Let's talk great, uh, greatest fantasy impact. Do we have the same one for this one? Sky, Moore. Sky Moore. I had Zamir White. Um, I, had Sky Moore. I, did, I didn't have Zamir White for this one, I promise. This is three versus one now. I'm out. <laughs> I had declined the fifth year option. I don't know. This seems let like really me tell you, Z Dub, <laughs> first ballot Hall of Famer. Yep, first ballot Hall of Famer. Yep, exactly. He's on the right trajectory. He just won a national championship. Okay, you're so burned. Who are we keeping? An, yeah, exactly. Who are we keeping an eye out for? It's an after a fourth rounder later player in this draft. I'm glad you said it this time fourth rounder later because I cheated like you guys did last week. It wasn't cheating. I said Isaiah Spiller. <laughs> I love it there. I went with uh, the same team. I went with uh, Jamari Sawyer. He's going to be a swing guard. He can probably even play tackle if he needs to. He just comes in when he needs to for an already established offensive line. I'm surprised, I'm surprised no one has said Darian Kennard. That's who I had. I uh, do like that. As I, we all did our top 100 rankings. Darian Kennard was in all of our top on our rankings yep. and they picked him at 145. Great that's value. I, he might come in and start. Yeah. And that's what I said is like he was in a third, he was a very consistent third round pick in basically a, a lot. I, mean, I can't say all, but a lot of mock drafts and being able to get him in the fifth is awesome. That is a really good pick. Oh, he was a, was he, he was a mile man too, right? He was Look confirmed yep. certified. All right, let's rank the division. I'm interested to know where this goes. Chiefs had, one. You said who? Right. Chiefs one. Yes, Chiefs one. I had Chiefs one. I did Char- as well. Chargers two. I did. Yes. I did. Broncos three. Right. Yes. Wow. Look at wow. us, guys. Look at Josh, us. Josh, did you have Broncos at three? I did. Have Ra- I had Raiders three. Oh. oh. What? I thought you, <laughs> you got all so mad. I thought you were happy because we actually disagreed on something. We no, no, we were trying to get a clean sweep. I thought you. Oh <laughs> my gosh! You I hate to it. I ruin it. Okay, so for those listening, the three of us had Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos, Raiders, and Josh had Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders, Broncos. Correct? You blew it. You blew it. 
Okay, let's take a quick break. Okay, (laughs) let's take a quick break. We'll come back and do running back rankings. Hi guys, this is Jeremy Becker from the 4th and a Mile podcast. Just wanted to thank you guys for tuning in and remind you to follow us on Twitter at 4th and a Mile Pod. That's 4th and a Mile Pod. Thanks guys, and now back to the sports. Welcome back into the 4th and a Mile podcast. We are doing some fantasy talk now. We are doing our top 10 running backs. If you do not see our top 10 quarterbacks, go back to the last episode. Pause, pause the episode right now. Go back to the last <laughs> one. It's second half of the last episode. We did our consensus top 10 quarterbacks. So now let's talk about our top 10 running backs, starting at number 10. I don't know if this is a, this is a surprise or not to you guys, but our 10th rated running back for fantasy is half point PPR is James Conner. Jeremy has him ranked at 11. Bradley has him at nine. I have him at eight. And Josh has him at 10. So Jeremy is the hater. I'm the hater. Question I have for you guys. Does Daryl Williams move him down for you? I'm, gl- I'm glad you brought that up because the answer is yes. I, it, it takes away the um, some of the upside receiving work that he's going to be getting in Arizona. We saw in Kansas City that that's a skill set that he absolutely possesses. And that's that brings some value to Connor that could potentially go away because of that signing. Uh, so I think he will fall out of my top 10 um, because of that signing, maybe a spot or two. He was at six for me and I moved him down to eight after the signing. It does that much for you. Two spots. I, I think it does. I obviously I, I still have him 11 still RB one like, but I I do think it does cap him a little bit because I find it hard to believe that he's going to be as efficient as he was. So I think he takes a little bit step back because of that. And then you take away some of the receiving work. I I do think he, it's hard to get into that five, six range with Connor given, you know, just given some regression coming at some point. He was Um, so productive last year. So, Oh, it was insane. I mean, elite. Yeah. Anything else about James Conner? Can we move on? Because we are going to talk about this guy for a little bit. At number nine is Joe Mixon. Bradley no, and I have to me him. and Brady. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you guys. I didn't even see that you have both had him at 12. Bradley and I have him at 12. So we are very much so the lowest on him. And I just moved him up probably an hour ago, a little bit. Holy. He was at 15 for me. But anyway. Talk so about Jeremy why you guys don't like seven. him. Uh, I, I'm glad you asked. Thank you for asking. Uh, Let's just – I have a couple stats that I would like to bring up that are ultra-concerning for me. Convince me why I got him too high, please. Yes. So, Joe Mixon, 20-plus carries last year when he had 20-plus carries. So, in the first 10 weeks, he had four games with 20-plus carries. The last nine games when they were winning games and made that run in the playoffs, that includes playoffs, he had zero games with 20-plus carries. Now, let's look at multi-score games. This includes receiving or rushing touchdowns games with multi-score games in his first 10 weeks. He had four, his last nine weeks, zero. So if you're looking at the last, the playoff run in his last four weeks in, in the regular season, they were winning games with Joe Burrow throwing the football a little bit more too. I will say that the schedule at the end of the year last year was definitely not easy so they had to kind of shoot out a little bit more where they had like 
Raiders, the Steelers, Chargers, the Niners, Denver, not great. Baltimore, San, uh, Kansas City, like some decent teams in there that they had to kind of shoot out a little bit with. Um, and he still was able to produce in some of those games, even so uh, with the receiving work, like he had like six, eight targets, four targets in some of those games. Um, so I first just think play schedule, you got first place <laughs> schedule this year. True. True. Um, so I just think that really good running back. He's proven to be very good. He's proven to be involved in the passing game on a great offense with an improved offensive line. I just want hey, you hate when I say this, a piece of that pie. We got a new pie lover. It's Cincinnati. We got the pie lovers in Cincinnati. Dallas is dead. Cincinnati's flying. Josh has now moved from Dallas to Cincinnati. Yep. <laughs> every single Bengal you have on your fantasy roster, sell them now. <laughs> I, I want to hear a little bit of Bradley's thought process too. Uh, just because, so I have him at seven as Brady mentioned, but I don't love it. Like I, it feels too high to me because it, it feels, I don't know why, but I think all four of us, or at least two of us for sure, Brady and I, we've gotten burned by Joe Mixon in the past. So I have. It definitely, it definitely sits in our brains. Uh, so it feels like I can't trust him where I have him. but Bradley, you were one that when we talked about Joe, Bor- Joe Burrow last week, um, Burrow. yeah, Joe Burrow. Uh, when we talked about him last week, you had thought his passing attempts was going to go back down with their affinity with the run. So why, just, why do you still have him then? Yeah, no, it's honestly great memory. Um, I just think the Bengals offense in general is going to take a little bit of a dip in general. I think there is a little bit of health concerns with Joe Mixon throughout the years. That obviously does not factor into this 12th ranking. It does play a part overall in rankings when you rank players. Um, but they also have a decent backup that is also going to have a role. Plus you, you look at the back half of his season and it wasn't the greatest and they were winning games when he wasn't the greatest. So you factor all those into it, to be honest with you, I don't think 12 is that disrespectful. Like if you draft a player and he finishes as the RB 12, like you're pretty happy with that. Like he's going to win you some weeks. He probably lose you a couple weeks, but overall, like Joe Mixon being 12th overall, I feel like it's not that disrespectful. Or at least and I didn't mean for it to be. No, I, I don't think it's. P Ryan definitely had a role in the passing game too. For sure. He so, did have Mixon did have three bad games from week 13 yeah. to 15. I mean, eight, 8.4, 8.8 and seven. And that's PPR. And he was banged up a little bit. I think he had a foot problem going in. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's move on. I love this next player. At I just eight. find it. I'm sorry. Last thing about uh, Joe Mixon. So Josh, alone. If you have 105, you're taking Mixon. No. Definitely considering it. I think this year is going to be a lot different with the receivers. I think they're going to start moving up and up um, towards there. And I think I'd start, I'd consider a receiver at 105 probably more uh, yeah. this year than that's I would. A, that's a good, that's a good take. Um, but Mixon definitely is in the thought process. I don't know if I'd pull that trigger though. Here's, here's something you didn't add Josh too, that I, that I've definitely thought about moving Mixon up in my boards. Their offensive line is a lot better. I did. Zach Taylor likes to run the football. He does. I did mention that. I must not have been listening. Okay. Hold the tape. We'll do it later. (laughs) Yep. And then their defense has improved too. They use their Mm -hmm. first round draft pick on a defense, a defensive player. So like that could help them. They could be in plus situations as well too. I just don't, I mean, like Bradley said, they have a first place schedule. I I don't know if that's. Which is a good point. It's a very good point. So uh, let's move to our number eight player, Najee Harris. Jeremy and Bradley have him at eight. I have him at seven. Josh is hating at 11. Um, Ooh, I don't like that. How do we feel about Najee? I, I like him a lot this year. Love Najee. They're going to be running the ball a lot. 
and their offensive line is more improved as well. It's better. It's yep. it's better, and he's going to be the dude. Like whatever, whichever quarterback they're starting, whether it's Pickett or Trubisky, that offense is going to. Why? Oh, I think Trubisky is going to run the ball like more. He's more of a physical guy at the goal line that could maybe. Punch I think. More. I think the offense That's is going to go through. Offense. I think the offense is going to go through Najee Harris, and I love. I agree. Opportunity with talent. It can't get. It can't be funneled through him more than it was last year, though. Like the dude was getting. But didn't he and have he like was, 20, productive though? He, yeah, no, but he was very he was getting drilled behind the line, like yeah. constantly, like a three point eight or something yards per carry or something like that. Yeah. That nineteen target week is gonna just make me want him all the time. I it's, love when the running backs so get targeted. <laughs> the, the one, the one knock on him would be is like we just don't know what the ceiling of this offense looks like. So, like, if scoring opportunities – Matt Canada is a horrible offensive coordinator. I'm sorry. If if scoring opportunities are harder to come by, you know, that's going to be a big difference between falling in that eight range or dropping you to, like, 11 or 12. True. That's true. Let's talk about our number seven player, DeAndre Swift. Jeremy has him at 10. Bradley has him at six. I have him at nine. Josh has him at seven. Bradley, let's talk about him at six for you. That's pretty high. I love DeAndre Swift as well. I – Jared Goff seems like a guy that is ultra checked down to his running backs and DeAndre Swift, when he gets the ball is so hard to bring down. I think what Dan Campbell loves to do is get his playmakers, the ball in space, obviously getting Jameson Williams doesn't help DeAndre Swift, but I think more pieces will open up the box a little bit more. It does though. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe, maybe throw that, but like who knows what they're going to use Jameson Williams for a lot of screens and all that stuff as well. But DeAndre Swift is so talented, and if he stays healthy, I think six is very, very much so attainable. Totally agree. I, but I don't think he's uh, he hasn't proven that he can stay healthy. I'm not going to factor in injuries to my rankings. I you never do. About Joe Mixon with injuries I, playing a role. But what did what did I say after that? I said I don't factor injuries. It plays a factor. That's what you said. <laughs> it it plays a factor. He's been in the league for two years and has not been healthy. Not I think if if he plays. 15 games, right? 15 or which is great. If you get 15 games, you're dope. I I think, I think he's top seven, top eight. I just don't know how achievable that is. Yeah. So Bradley is just so wrong for putting him at six. If he could be top seven, I just said you were, you were high. (laughs) Let's move to our number six running back. Unless anybody else has something to add about DeAndre Swift. Brady's a hater. That's what I wanted to add. Yeah, well, Jeremy's a hater. <laughs> so outside of okay, uh, Brady, outside of outside of injury, which is did you bring up like what don't you like about Swift outside of injury? Uh, then Jamal Williams. I I I think he plays a role. Absolutely. So here's here's where I'm at with having him at ten because there was part of me that wanted to get him higher, and to be honest, at first I had him at nine, and then I switched him with Aaron Jones. So I have Najee at eight. Wow, what a big just, change. So yeah, so I have Najee at eight who we just talked about, you know, the offense we believe is going to run through him. And then I have Aaron Jones at nine, one spot over him, uh, Swift, who's at 10 for me. But Aaron Jones is like a similar type of player in a similar type of role on a better offense. So I just like, I can't justify having Swift higher than Aaron Jones when Aaron Jones hasn't fallen outside of the top 10 in PPR in the last three years. And they lost a ton of targets, obviously, like we know. And 
who benefits sometimes the most from those vacated targets, the running back. Mm-hmm. Like he is going to be a focal point and his games, his usage rate without Devonte Adams in the last two years is crazy high. I so I just, find, I have a question. Are we talking about DeAndre Swift? Yeah. What, what I'm so confused. Higher. I know I just we love your Packers. I, there's no guys. way I could have him. There's no way I could have him higher than. I just want to make sure we're all on the same page. We so we were on this highway. <laughs> we were on this highway. DeAndre Swift. Becker saw the exit of Aaron Jones. He's, he's like, we need See to get boys. I think that's down. a completely fair point that like, I can't put him higher than that. See, so my only argument with that is the other running back in Green Bay is going to be a factor this year. You're and I'm not I, I, way better. But yeah. I'm saying, I, I mean, I have Aaron Jones at 10, so I have him right next to each other. So I'm not going to argue that I think Aaron Jones. Be we just have it flipped. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So let's move on to our next running back because we're not getting anywhere with DeAndre Swift. At number six. He's fallen off a cliff. Derrick Henry is sitting at running back six. Obviously, Josh is the lowest on him. Josh, Josh is going to keep guessing, and it's going to hit at some point. If and I'm going to say I'm right. No, and I've been. One, I'm going to be one for five, and I'm still going to be right one time. Um, nope. so let us let's not get twisted though. Bradley's only one away from me. I've met eight. Bradley no, has seven, and then Brady and Becker have them at four. So, um, I just think that offense is going to be significantly worse than it was last year too and rush for 2,000 yards uh, if he's healthy right can i can i give you the two reasons why i have derrick henry rated at seven please first one is that i think there are six other more talented fantasy running backs than derrick henry thank you for fantasy running backs fantasy running backs the second one, second reason is because last year I was sitting here pounding the table saying, we cannot do this anymore. We have to have Derrick Henry in our top five. Derrick Henry got hurt. So I'm doing Derrick Henry a favor. You're welcome, Derrick Henry. It's very kind of you. We still have him in our top five, though. There we do, Jeremy. Not away. Speaking of top five, here are our top five running backs. At number five, Dalvin Cook. Jeremy has him at six. Hater. Bradley has him at five. I have him at three. And Josh has him at six. Hater. Um, what's going on here? Why is he at six for you guys? I don't. So the reason I have him at five, I can't speak for yin and yang. Um, but uh, <laughs> the reason I have him at five is just because I think his touches are going to go down just a little bit as far as a rushing perspective. But I do think his receiving might go up a little bit. But we just don't know what KOC is going to bring as far as a running back perspective. I think we're going to see a little bit more of Jefferson, and we're going to see a little bit more of Thielen, and we're going to see a little bit more of Irv Irv. Thanks, Brady, for Irv. Um, And, uh, yeah, that's why I'm at five. No disrespect uh, for a top five running back. Is this the most, like, off-season hype train thing of all time to get me excited about Dalvin tweeting a video of him in the slot? Or it wasn't a slot, but it was a – he was in a bunch formation. Yep. He was in a bunch formation. Um, but here's what uh, Jeremy and Josh did not play into factor when they ranked Delvin Cook. He is now wearing number four. Yep. Oh, that's game the dude changing. puts in number four. I probably he goes did. up. Dang. He's got to go up two spots in your rankings. That's what I did. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, for me, like full disclosure, it was really difficult to rank three to six. Because uh, oh, yeah. I just like Super I didn't dumb. I did not feel good taking Derrick Henry on my top five, and yeah, that's just kind of where I landed with with those four guys. 
they're all, they have if they're healthy they're all going to be productive in my opinion yes that's uh, the thing is like yeah we're talking four to six like hairs. it's not that if one of them gets hurt like <laughs> the other one slides up to four yep at number four we have alvin kamara jeremy had him at five bradley three i had him at six and josh had him at four brady why do you hate alvin kamara not a big fan this year i'm gonna be honest why? With you. Oh, I love Kamara this year. Does, does, does Jameis like dumping up to the running back? Yep. He's going to if Kamara is no. <laughs> the running back. No, he's going to do that to Michael Thomas. He's going to do that to Jarvis Landry. Michael, no, no. Michael Thomas is not playing. You don't think what? he's playing at all? <laughs> no, he's going to play, but I, I, don't trust that. I don't trust the guy as far as I could throw him. Well, that's how far. I don't think you throw exactly. Him. I don't trust him. That's exactly what I mean. <laughs> I, I know we talk about uh, in a half PPR sense, but I PPR pulled up, so I apologize. But last, I mean, since he popped off in 2017, three, four, nine, one, and eight. Those are his finishes. He has been arguably the most, con- like one of the most consistent fantasy running backs. And in an offense that should be decent. It's not going to be bad. Like it's going to, it's going to jump on people. I think that six touchdown game shares that six touchdown game is burned in the back of my brain of how his upside is so unbelievably massive. And I have a tough time. Do you remember that six touchdown game? I do. It's one of the, how about you, how about you, Jeremy? The Vikings season was, was done. And that was the one, (laughs) one and only time that I will cheer against the Vikings because I had him in my fantasy championship. Ever. Against Jeremy. <laughs> so sure. Tough scene. Okay, let's who our number three running back is Austin Eckler. I am also the lowest on Eckler. I have him at five. Josh and Jeremy have him at three. <clears throat> and Bradley has him at four. And I love me some Austin Eckler. So I Bradley. don't know. Don't 2021, guru. my guy. The guru. My guy. He's 2021, my guy. He's also your top three. My guy. Can you, are you allowed to have back-to-back say my guys? No. <laughs> I've already had a vision for my that vision. You wouldn't you like to know? Correct. That's why I asked. <laughs> Not gonna tell you. <laughs> Brady, so why five? So who did I have in front of him? Uh, full disclosure, I was kind of with Jeremy. I, I just don't know what to think of Derrick really Henry tough. this year. Uh, where it's just like he was so good before his injury last year too. So so if he's fully healthy, they are going to lean on him a lot. And so, and obviously I'm talking about Henry, but Dalvin, <laughs> Dalvin, I still have ahead of him. You're on the same highway that Becker was, and you saw the exit for Henry. No, like, I was I was explaining why Henry was above him. See, thank you. No, but Becker, you went on like a minute. Yours, yours, That's totally different. A, Tangent. And you had that Adam stat pulled up in your back pocket waiting for it. And I obviously don't I'm, hate Eckler. I'm always locked in. I do worry a little bit, though, that they're going to try to preserve him a little bit. And I, they're not going to give him as many carries because they have one of the best three rosters, in my opinion, not only in the so AFC, good. but in football, uh, top to bottom. So I think they understand that, you know what, it doesn't pay to give Austin Eckler 27 carries in week three let's make sure he's ready to go week 17 week 18 like at at the end of the day the chargers know they're not playing fantasy football they're playing real football and they like they know they don't have to run him into the ground and honestly if we recorded eight hours earlier today i believe i had eckler at six 
So, but again, I just, it's so hard to hit, like to not put his ceiling at three because you saw what it was last year. Especially because his floor is so incredibly high with the amount of passing volume that he gets in a great offense. And I just pulled it like, don't, if you know the answer, don't guess, but how old do you think Eckler is? 27. I think he's 26. Oh, well, I guess you got, he's 27. And I, that's older than I thought he was. (laughs) Yeah, brother. And it just feels like he's not, he's only, you know, hasn't been in the league nearly as long as dudes that are around that age, kind of like Henry. If you have Austin Eckler, I would recommend getting Isaiah Spiller because I would, I, I would foresee Eckler not playing more than 15 games. Is that? Yeah, I was trying to move up in our draft to get him. I got him. We can talk later. Okay. <laughs> First round pick will get it done. But anyways, uh, Christian. We have McCaffrey, mine already, so let's just swap. Uh, nope. <laughs> Christian McCaffrey is our running back two. Three of us have him at our running back two. Bradley has him as his RB1. And in my opinion, this is not bold. The, I, I, the ultimate if, guru. If, if, he, if he plays all game, all or even I would say 16 to 17 games, he is the RB1. It's so hard to argue that. Right? I would, I would prefer the 102 in drafts because either yep. Jonathan Taylor or McCaffrey are falling to you. Huge, t- huge teardrop um, for especially in the running backs where you don't have like – Bradley said, you don't have to make that decision. All right, whoever you take, I'll take the other one. I'm going to be really happy about whoever I get. And I think it's a really good take. Selfishly, if like, if I was to get Christian McCaffrey, I would hope that it came at 102 because then if he, if for whatever reason he did happen to get hurt, you aren't kicking yourself that like, ah, I should have made a different decision. Yeah, yeah that's fair. <laughs> right now, if I had the 101, I'm taking Christian McCaffrey, obviously, because I am his number one running back. And I, I don't hate that. It's definitely. Honestly, I don't it's hate it either. It's a, pick your poison. I mean, when he's when yeah. he's been healthy, he's been the best running back fantasy wise. It's just all there is to it. And our consensus RB one, if you don't know already, is Jonathan Taylor. Anything to add on his production? He was unbelievable last year. Do you guys worry a little bit at all when Frank Reich's out there saying, "Oh yeah, go get Naheem Hines in your fantasy football league," stuff like that? Do you guys worry about that at all? Yes. I've started to worry a little bit more. I think <laughs> I, I don't think like him as a coach. He's he's one of those guys that truly doesn't care about fantasy football. I think there's been enough now to where especially things that they said around the combine and you know just what they've done. I think there's been enough that it's not just coach speak, but I could be wrong yeah. on that. It's so it's gonna be really interesting. It was plus especially with the change of quarterback, like how is that going to influence a lot with his production with the goal line in between the twenties and the passing game? It'll be really interesting to see where he ends up at the end of next year. Because the same, the same that we talked about with Eckler and as far as like preserving him, you could say the same thing about JT, because as you guys know, he got a lot of tread on his tires in college. So, you know, dang badgers, all they do is ruin (laughs) professional athletes. (laughs) <laughs> they didn't even showcase his talent of catching the football. Stuff. That's not surprising. Um, before we move on to our ones, got to go. Who was your highest rated player that did not make our consensus top 10? So for me, it was Aaron Jones. He was my 10th player. Aaron yeah, Jones is my ninth player. Aaron Jones was my ninth as well. Mine Thanks, was Brandon. Nicholas <laughs> Chubb at 10. You guys are haters. Let's let's call it what it is. You guys are haters. Well, this is a good conversation. Good good transition. Our one's got to go. So it's our consensus nine through twelve. 
Joe Mixon, James Conner, Aaron Jones, and Nick Chubb. Which one's got to go for you guys? Uh, for me, it would be Nicholas Chubb. Nicholas Chubb. Same. Joe Mixon, you gone. <laughs> you mean Josh's <laughs> number five overall player? I've met. I don't think that's. Chubb. I don't think that's ridiculous. I. I don't either. Honestly, I. I, I don't know, man. I, I we'll see what Deshaun. They just it's just a lot of turmoil in that offense. Like we don't know if Deshaun's gonna be there. Um, for the whole season or any, uh, any of the season. Hopefully, he is. Um, oh, he gets suspended for the season. I don't crush my heart. Yeah, I would and sell myself for Bradley's first round pick in our dynasty league. <laughs> my dynasty team is depending on Deshaun. I picked him in the second round a year and a half ago. Hasn't stepped on the field. <laughs> Does Kareem Hunt worry you? Bradley? No. no, I mean, we, we can have that conversation for almost every one of these players. Right? I would agree, like, but I think Kareem Hunt would be in the top two or three. Let me I tell think. you what, if you're worried about Kareem Hunt, then you better be worried about A.J. Dillon. That's fair. 100%. A.J. Dillon sure. is going – I let me tell you this. I will not be surprised if A.J. Dillon finishes the season with more carries than Aaron Jones does. That wouldn't surprise me either. Super Bowl. I no, that's not Super Bowl. I think I think I think Aaron Jones is gonna be used more as a receiver. That's exactly my point. Which means give me I guess the resident Packers fan could maybe give us a little insight. Less than 20 seconds, so we don't talk about Devontae Adams again because he's not a Packer. (laughs) I would say uh, to say that he finishes hot. uh, I guess it's probably it's probably not that bold. Probably not that bold to say he has more rushing attempts. Great. It was a fun episode. I'm done talking about the Packers ever again. <laughs> we sure, I bet you we are not talking about Packers receivers on our wide receiver consensus top 10. Oh, what you mean? It's <laughs> amazing. Alan Lazard? <laughs> no. All right. Well, that wraps up this episode of Fourth and Mile. Thank you so much for joining us. Go deep and we'll see you.